The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he was proclaiming. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You might remember last Sunday the message that I was trying to focus on that comes straight out of the, the liturgy and of the, the readings is that we are Advent is not about preparing, not fundamentally about preparing for Christmas. It's fundamentally about preparing for the second coming. And as we prepare for that, yes, we also prepare for Christmas. So it's a, it's a both and, it's not an either or, but primarily it's about the, the second coming. And the readings don't let up. That's not just like we're at the beginning and now we'll get all Christmassy and have a bunch of warm fuzzies for the rest of this Advent season. No, it goes, it, it stays on topic here. And with the first reading, we have this from the book of the prophet Isaiah. We spend a lot of time in Isaiah throughout Advent. The voice of one crying in the des desert, prepare the ways of the Lord, prepare, get ready, make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. These, these valleys, these deep troughs that are difficult, to, I got to go all the way down, all the way down. No, fill those in. These mountains, which in other moments are these beautiful things to admire and, and be on top of. Here, it's, these mountains are, are seen as obstacles. This giant obstacle, how do I get around it? How do, it's, it takes a lot. So just level them out. Level them out. The rugged land shall be made plain, the rough country, broad valley. And in the, the second reading goes even more hardcore. It's uh, se uh, the second letter of St. Peter. And, and here he talks about the second coming twice in, in, in the same, the day of the Lord will come like a thief and the heavens will pass away and the elements will be dissolved by fire. And on earth, everything done on it will be found out. Ooh, does that mean my browsing history? Yes. And, and then it goes, it goes again, waiting, and we're waiting for this hastening, this coming of the day, because when, when the heavens will dissolve in flames and the elements melted by fire, he's going to the flames and fire twice. He gets, gets into that. But he's saying, because we're waiting a new heaven and a new earth. That didn't happen at Christmas. 
there's a fundamental change with the coming of our Lord. This new heaven, this new earth is our Lord's second coming. And then in the gospel, it just is quoting, they're quoting back to what this is the first reading for today from Isaiah, which is in the moment Mark is pulling out this quote that happened 700 years prior and applying it to, yeah, John the Baptist. You know that thing in Isaiah when he said, prepare the way of the Lord? John the Baptist, he was doing it. And this is the, the very opening of the, the gospel of, of Mark. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. We're wired for messianic salvation. And this is what uh, the, the, the readings are pointing to, this preparation exactly for that. Now, the thing is, there is something here, and I, I want to point to it, this comes out of the, the second letter of, of Peter. Because all this preparation comes with a, not ju- it's not just meant to be like threat, or just, or, or the sense of, okay, if, if you're not good, Santa knows what you're doing, and you're going you're gonna to lose, you're not going to have as many presents, or, or something like that. It's like, that's not the way, that, uh, that's not, evangelical the gospel there it's this promise of something wonderful something beautiful and i lost where it is oh it's so important i don't want to not do that oh here it is sorry it's not inside it's back in isaiah sorry my notes failed me there with this preparation, with this as what the people were doing, going to John the Baptist, repenting of their sins, this is the promise that comes in the prophet Isaiah. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. If we had the glory of the Lord appear to us now and all of us see it together, it would be the ultimate transformation of this world right now. We don't see it right now. Not fully. It's veiled. It's veiled. It's present, but he keeps it veiled for now. But it, it will be this, this second coming we mentioned, the fire and the, the new heavens and the, the new earth. Is that going to be a literal fire? Is that going to be a figurative fire? Is it going to be both? Probably. And, but but what is it, this, this glory of the Lord being revealed. Now, right now, even though that hasn't happened yet, that full glory being revealed to all of us, we, it, it's like, I think in our, the deepest of our, of our, our heart of hearts, forgive the term, uh, longs for that, longs for all the junk that's going on in the world today just to be done away with because we stop doing all this stuff to each other, to ourselves. Fill in the blank with whatever war, conflict, um, family issue you want. Because the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. And we'll go, ah, ah, that's it. Now, right in the middle, very conveniently, right in the middle of this Advent preparation of, yes, turning from our sins, 
comes this most wonderful feast day that we just celebrated on Friday, and I know, I know uh, many of you were able to, to be here for that, and that is the Immaculate Conception. Now she's, the Mary as under the title, or viewed from the perspective of her Immaculate Conception, is just this beautiful gift that, that God has, has given us. To be able to, and that as a church, we reflect on that right here in this period of preparation for the second coming. Because what she received and, and what she was because of this gift of the Immaculate Conception, as it being conceived without original sin, no twistedness in her soul, no darkness, n- nothing. She was the most beautiful of not just women, of anybody ever next to her son. And we want to stop and take a, a moment just to reflect, well, well, how beautiful was she? And we're not just talking about physical beauty, like, like is it, wow, that's really attractive. No, the kind of beauty where you see someone and you just freeze in your tracks and you just, and, and this, this is what happened. You, let's, go, let's go to the, uh, the, the different apparitions in, that have happened over time, the big ones, uh, Lourdes, uh, Fatima, in both cases, when the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to these kids in her glory, in this, this glory of the Lord being transparent, just, just as light passing straight through her, these children who saw her froze in their tracks and dropped to their knees. Oh, she's so beautiful. And when the apparitions ended, it was like the biggest letdown to have to not see her anymore. Because it just changed their hearts, it filled them up, God's love and his glory, and this, this woman who is this, this perfect, not just example, but this embodied incarnate of what God has actually made all of us for, to be like that. So let's all pray really hard right now and have a really good Mass. We're going to walk out in the street and everyone's going to go, maybe not. It hasn't happened to me yet. So, uh, But it does happen, though. I I, I don't know. I I feel like every month I say something about Mother Teresa. That happened with people with Mother Teresa. Like People would see her and they'd freeze in their tracks. It's not because she was famous, which she also was. It's because they would sense like that and it was the same thing with, with the Blessed Virgin Mary. They would freeze in their tracks. And, but that's the glory of what it means. This is a transformation that God wants to do with each one of us. We're not like that now. And if we get to heaven, that is exactly how you will be. And our Lord is giving this, and the church is giving this invitation. Start on it now. Life's too short not to experience the beauty and the wonder and the joy that comes from having, having this cleaned up. Life is way too short. St. Peter in that letter, he's, he's trying to tell them 2,000 years ago, some people are saying that, that, that uh, God's coming is delaying, so they're getting, they're getting sloppy about life. No, no, no. Prepare yourself. Change. Life is too short not to live it. Not to, to, it's too short to live in spiritual mediocrity, to leave with stuff just unkempt. 
It's too good not to. I, I, I knew this lady uh, through it. I didn't know her. It was, a, it was a, a, a friend of a friend. She was on a work Zoom call and died. I mean, of all the ways to go, it's like, well, that'd probably be like, she probably gets extra time off purgatory because, <laughs> because of that. But it's like, we just don't know how, what, how much time do we have. We don't know. And so we constantly want to be looking. No, no, this is what we're called to be. And so we, want, we have this whole feast day just around the Immaculate Conception. We have this whole period of Advent to prepare ourselves, prepare, prepare, change, work on this. It is so worth it. And the promise is that the glory of the Lord will be revealed to you and to others. Do you want that? That's a rhetorical question. And so we, we spend time just contemplating, digging into this. If there's anything valuable that you could do today, coming to Mass aside, is spend some time digging into that. Spend some time with these readings. Spend some time in prayer, in contemplation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We've got, we've got these images here. One right there, that's Immaculate Conception, the Assumption, Our Lady of Lords over there. Um, as a little girl right next to St. Anne over there, uh, Our Lady of Asia over, over there. But, but, it, it's like it, but artistic, physical things always fall short. I'm partial to music. I think m music does it one, one notch better. And, and at the end of the, the Mass, we always sing this Marian hymn. The Marian hymn we're going to sing at the end of the, the Alma Redemptoris Mater, that song is 1,000 years old. <laughs> and it's re there's a reason why it's stuck around that long. And so we're going to sing that together. And so the idea is not, yes, it, yes, it's in Latin, but if you're a thousand years old, you get that kind of respect, all right? So, so we, we sing that and to contemplate on those words and maybe take it home and like read that and think about that and listen to it. And make that prayer, the words of that hymn, your own. And just in a little spark of a way, the glory of the Lord will start to be revealed to you. And you find joy in your heart and peace. That's what the end of the letter of St. Peter is talking about. Therefore, beloved, since you await these things, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. That's the glory of the Lord, the most profound peace that is joy. There's no more fear, no more anxiety. So this invitation to see the glory of the heart, prepare your hearts, prepare your hearts. You know the things you need to work on. I don't need to tell you. I don't know what they are. But it is so worth it to allow God's grace, to allow God into your heart to begin working, to get into that resentment that you're fostering in there, to get into that lack of forgiveness in this part, to get into this laziness in other parts. Allow, allow your pride to, allow, allow our Lord just to lower it down and come in and transform you. You will begin to see, start to get an inkling of what this glory of the Lord is. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.